Uh, we are blessed today. Um, Glenn and Jackie from the Vineyard Church down in Christchurch have um, come up again. They were with us last year, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate being part of the Vineyard Network. There's 30-something churches. We're one of them. And um, Glenn's going to introduce themselves a little bit and then uh, minister to us from the Word. So thank you. Kia ora. Great to be here. Now, that last or the second to last um, verse that we just sang there, um, did you notice the words, uh, help me to feel your Holy Spirit? I've never noticed that. I've never noticed that that verse, I've never, I suppose I've sung it, but I've never noticed that. Um, and I think that's um, fairly much what most people in the church, like we long, we love God, we love His church, but so often we can feel quite disconnected with Him, and that's a real longing in people's heart, is actually to make that genuine connection with God. There's something in us that needs that, isn't it? Um, part of my role in the uh, vineyard is I was the um, church plant coach, so I would be around all those that are the new churches and just encouraging um, the various pastors and, uh, as they're getting going in their teams. Uh, with Dave McGregor now, who is our senior pastor at Grace Vineyard, he's now the national director of Vineyard. And so I said to Dave, look, I'm really happy to put this down. If you still want me to do that, I'm happy to do that. If you want me to do something else, I'm happy to do that. And he asked if I would just be uh, the pastor's coach. So, so now so it's a bit broader. So, um, and th- that means that my role is just to encourage people. Um, that's, that's my job. My job is just to encourage people like Carl and Shah and to give them encouragement because the whole thing of the enemy is to push them down. You strike the shepherd, you scatter the sheep. And so these guys need your encouragement and your prayers. And can I just quickly share, I was walking down the beach. Man, you got, you, this is, I don't know why Captain Cook thought this is Bay of Poverty, the Poverty Bay. This is a bountiful bay. Oh, you are so blessed to live in Gisborne. My goodness, your beaches are phenomenal. Anyway, I was walking. Sorry, sorry, I was walking down one of your glorious beaches this morning, um, and I was praying for you. And there's a verse in scripture. There's a number of verses in scripture in the beginning of Revelation where um, John on the Isle of Patmos, and he says um, to the angel of the church. You know how he says that. To the angel of the church of Thyatira, the angel of the church of Sardis, the angel of the church of Philadelphia and Laodicea. And most commentators think he's actually talking to the pastors, to the pastor of. But the message is to the church, true? Message is to the church, but he addresses it to the pastor. And I was um, walking down the beach this morning and I was praying for you as a church and God gave me a word for you, Carl, which I, I thought I'd just share this um, beginning. And we were in... Carl's pool yesterday, and um, Isaac, his son, started to talk to Carl about, I think there was a offshore wind that's coming, and the tide's going to be perfect for waves. Was that the gist of it? Something like that. I don't know anything about surfing. There's, um, but I, and then I was walking on this beach, and I saw the wind uh, in these shallows, blow on the water, and I could see the wind. And this is the word that I felt um, God say that um, God is going to open your eyes, Carl, 
so that you're going to be far more aware of where the Spirit's moving. Look, it's really easy for people in leadership to look at what's going on in America or, you know, this is the next thing or this is what's happening. This is what's succeeding in another church. We should do that. But it takes real guts to say, no, we're going to follow what the Holy Spirit says to us. I feel like God's saying, I'm going to open your eyes so you and your, and your ears and you're going to be far more aware of what the Spirit is doing right now here and be obedient to that. And, and even in that book of Revelation, it says, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. And I feel like God's going to open your ears and open your eyes and you're going to see the wind. Like I saw it on the, I saw it on the water. I think you're going to see where the wind's blowing and you'll lead this congregation by, by the moving of the Holy Spirit. So that's what we, we want, isn't it, as a church? Yeah. So bless you with that. Folks, um, Dave McGregor now, as I mentioned, he's the national director of uh, Vineyard. He gave to us as a church at Grace Vineyard um, a prophetic picture that he received, and it's had a big impact on what's going on down in Christchurch. Now that he's a national director, um, I feel that this picture actually has bearing for all of us, not just for us in Christchurch, but for all of us. And um, I'll share this picture with you. Um, Dave uh, had a vision of a well that broke up sort of like where I'm standing. It was in the middle of church, but between right in the middle. And this uh, almost like artesian well suddenly broke up. And the invitation was for us to come and drink. And the clear image that he got was that the water didn't come up this high so that you could stand and take a drink. But you had, it was down here, so you had to kneel to take a drink. And the scripture he used was the common scripture that you will know um, in John chapter 7. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and he cried, If anybody is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus hadn't yet been glorified. So this is, the, this is the image that Dave had, that the Spirit was going to open up this well, and there's an invitation, if you are thirsty, then come and drink. And then out of your heart there will flow rivers of living water. Now to take note of that for a start, it's out of your heart, it's not into your heart there will flow a river, but it's out of your heart. And in other words, you, you take a drink of this river, and then there will be rivers that will flow from you. There will, like you drink, there's a well here, and then you drink of it, and you get a well inside you of the Spirit, and He flows from you. And I think that's our longing, actually. I think that's every Christian's longing that we wouldn't have like this um, sense of dryness. I think we actually want to be filled to overflowing with the Spirit. True. That's, that that would be. I, I couldn't think of one believer who think, I really love Jesus, but I really just want to be mediocre, you know, and I just, I just really don't, I, you know, I'm really happy to be dry. None of us want that. And like that song says, I want to feel the Holy Spirit. I want to be moved with the Holy Spirit. I deal a lot with some of our young people down in Christchurch, and, and they come and speak to me about what's going on with their faith, and I invariably ask them, tell me about your encounter with Jesus. Because if they haven't had an encounter, that's where the problem is. If they've had an encounter, 
they're normally strong because they've met him. They've genuinely met him. And they love him because they've met him. But if they've just been in church and they've just, you know, adopted our standard of behavior and all that sort of stuff and think that's Christianity, that's not Christianity. That's not real Christianity. Genuine Christianity is when God comes and breathes his life into us and he lives his life through us and I'm filled with his Holy Spirit. That's what a normal Christian is. That's not super Christian. That's just normal Christian. Normal Christian is the life of God dwells in me and he leads me and he moves me and I'm, I'm enamored with him because he's filling me. That's supposed to be our norm. True? Do you believe that? And yet how often do we live far below that par and we go through the motions and it's, it's boring? Hey, like that sort of religion, it's just got no life in it. But that's never God's intention for us. God's intention for you is that you would be filled with his spirit, filled with his life. So let me just go through. There's some scriptures um, that uh, talk about that. In Acts um, chapter 2 and verse 4, it says, They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That was on the day of Pentecost. And then those same people, they were being threatened, and they said, Lord, take note of their threats and grant your servants boldness to speak your word with all confidence while you, you know, confirm our word with signs and wonders. And then the Bible says, and then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit again, and they went out and did exactly that. that see, that's normal. And then, they, um, uh, and then the, I love this verse actually in Ephesians 3. This, this probably is um, one of my favorite. I kind of say one of my favorites because I've just got lots of favorites. But this is generally one of my favorites. Ephesians 3, 18 and 19. It says that you would have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the height and the depth and the length and the breadth of the love of God so that you would be filled to the fullness of God. I love that because it doesn't make any sense. If I was to know the love of God, the height of it, the depth of it, the length of it, the breadth of it, he says that I would be filled with the fullness of God. That's what it's, I'm not making that up. Hey, that's, what, that's in the Bible. If I was to know his love, really know his love, not just in my head, but really experience and be over, you know, to be encounter his love, I'd be filled to the fullness of God. That's normal. That's normal Christianity. That's what... That's what he wants you to experience. To, and it's not just tick the boxes. I've turned, I go to church, I do my tithing, you know, and I'm nice to people. I'm, you know, Christian. There, that's, that's just so far below par. He, he wants you to encounter him and be filled with him. And, and don't, don't stop, I guess this is my word, don't stop short of that. Don't sell yourself short and think this is all there is. No, there's a whole lot more. And, and in fact, let me just show you some of the scriptures because this, thing, this happened to Jesus. Like when Jesus was water baptized, um, Luke chapter 4. In fact, open your phones because I know, I know you don't bring your actual Bible, but open your phones to Luke chapter 4. This will be, you'll find this helpful. So Luke chapter, in fact, why not, I'll go to Luke chapter 3 at the end of Luke 3 first. Luke 3, 21 and 22 says, When all the people went out to be baptized, Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, and the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came out of heaven, You are my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased. We know that scripture, right? That Jesus is getting baptized by John the Baptist. The 
Heavens open and the Spirit descends on Jesus. Jesus didn't do any miracles, didn't do any ministry until this, after this event. This was, the, this was the beginning. And then it says in Luke chapter 4, And then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and then was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So here he is. The Spirit descends on Jesus. And then the Bible says then Jesus is now full of the Holy Spirit, and then he gets led by the Holy Spirit. They, you want that to be your experience, eh? That you'd be, he'd descend on you, he'd fill you, and then he'd lead you. And the Bible says this, and then Jesus went into the desert, he was tempted, and then you know, he overcame the enemy, he came. And then it says this in Luke chapter 4, verse 14, look at that. And then Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. And a report went out about him through all the surrounding area because he was doing miracles. So he was, the Spirit descended on him. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. He goes into the desert and then he comes out in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he gets the book of Isaiah in the synagogue. And he says this, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed. So this is, this is what I'm saying is normal. This, we're meant to be disciples of Jesus. Like Jesus, this was Jesus. He was a man full of the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, anointed by the Holy Spirit. He did everything he did as a man on the, with the Spirit. So that you have got, we've got no excuse. Because he said, the same Spirit that raised me from the dead is in you. Same Spirit. It's just how thirsty are, you, are we for him? Are we content to go through church and do you know, the things that we think that's what everyone else expects of me? Or we think, no, there must be more. If this was his experience to be full, surely there's more. But then we say, um, hang on, but Glenn, he was Jesus. like He was divine. Well, let me take in your phones to Acts chapter 6. Let's have a look at Acts chapter 6. This guy was not divine. This is, the book, this is Stephen. So um, Stephen, uh, you remember the story, the apostles were doing all these miracles and stuff, and then they said, it's not good for us to be waiting on tables. You know, we want to devote ourselves to the word and to prayer. Choose among yourselves seven men full of, what does it say? Choose among yourself men full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who we may appoint. And so they chose Stephen. So they thought that Stephen was a man full of the Holy Spirit. They looked at his life and thought, he's a man full of the Holy Spirit, and he was full of wisdom. And then look at Acts chapter 6, verse 5. Go there. And the saying pleased all the multitude, and they chose Stephen. He was a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Okay? He's full of, he's full of faith. He's full of wisdom. He's full of the Holy Spirit. So far, that's what they've said. And then it says in uh, Acts chapter 6, verse 8, And then Stephen, full of grace and power, did great wonders and miracles amongst the people. This guy was full. Like, he was full of God. He was full of, he was full of faith. He was full of wisdom. He was full of the Spirit. He was full of grace. He was full of power. He was just full. You know, he was... He had drunk, he was thirsty, he had drunk, and then out of his innermost being, there were flowing rivers of living water. That, that was what was happening to Stephen. Do you believe that? 
is this all just like pie in the sky? Is this like impossible stuff? Or maybe, maybe there's something that we can do that say, Lord, I, I just need this. Like, this is not, te- this, you're not describing me. You're not describing my life. But we're meant to be disciples of Jesus. The works that I do, you will do an even greater works because I go to my Father. The reason he said I go to my Father is because I can send my spirit. That's why you can do the works that Jesus did. Can't give you my same spirit, the same thing, the same person that is doing all of these things. He's in me. He's doing them. I want you to have that same spirit. So don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't, but be thirsty for the Holy Spirit. That's, this is what, this is what it means. So, so here's the thing. How thirsty are you for the Holy Spirit? Because we, we can, talk like this, but this is now where the rubber hits the road. If you are thirsty, what does that say? Um, Whoever believes in me, if anybody is thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, out of your heart there will flow rivers of living water. He's not lying. He's not exaggerating. It's a promise. If Jesus says it, it's true. If you are thirsty and you will come and humble yourself and drink, then he will fill you full of his spirit and then out of your spirit there will flow rivers to bless others because you can't bless others with joy if you're not filled with joy. You can't bless others with love if you're not filled with love. That's what it means, eh? the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace. You You want to be a blessing? You want to bless others with peace? You need to be filled with peace. You want to bless others with love, you need to be filled with love. You want, to, you want to be a joy to everyone around you, you need to be filled with the spirit of joy. You just need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, Is anybody here thirsty for this? Put your hand up if you're thirsty for this. Yeah. Gotcha. Because um, here's the thing, and we did this at Grace. Um, here's this well. If this is real, if there's a well that's being opened up, now, what will, what will you do? And um, we do, we're just going to give you a, an invitation, and maybe the musos don't have to go up. You can, you can participate in this as well. We don't need music to help us, do we? Okay, you can put some music on there. But why don't we, if there's a well here, and if you're thirsty, then why don't you stand? Why don't we all stand? Some of you are, you know, been believers for many, many, many years, and you've walked with Jesus and loved Jesus. But we can grow tired, and we can get, we we leak. You know, when the woman of with the issue of blood touched Jesus, Jesus knew that power left him. And so often we are unaware that power leaves us. Like we get touched by this world, and power leaves us, and we're just unaware. But we need constantly to be filled and filled and filled so that we can keep on giving that out. And I'm just going to give an invitation. If you are thirsty for God, there's a well, then come and humble yourself before God and drink deep of His Spirit. So why don't you come out of your seats? We can come right up the front. We'll push seats back if we have to push seats back and um, make room for everybody. Let's just be open to... um, the Holy Spirit. Father, I look at these folks um, 
who are kneeling or sitting or standing in your presence. And um, this is, these are your kids you love. This is your church you love, who you died for. And Lord, you want them to encounter everything of your life that you have an offer for them. And so, Lord, you say that if we, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Well, Father, we are asking. We're asking for more of your Spirit. We're asking, Holy Spirit, there's, we're thirsty. We want to drink deep of your presence. We ask that you will fill us to overflowing, that out of our hearts will flow rivers of living water of your Spirit. So in the name of Jesus, come, Holy Spirit. Say, hi to my waidua tapu. We honor you, Holy Spirit, as God in our midst. You, we honor you. You are God amongst us. We honor your presence. I know you've come to glorify Jesus and, and, um, and Jesus to lead us to the Father. And so we honor you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, come now in Jesus' name. Yeah, come, Holy Spirit.